0: Welcome to the M.A. Show episode number 212. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We are in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada on a Thursday afternoon. I guess it's evening time now. Just the, the mm-hmm. sun setting, my... My day's been going crazy the last couple of days, man. I've, I've, I've spent just chilling in the Performance Institute all day long doing interviews. I've, I've lost all sense of time. It's so quiet and peaceful in there. I'm surprised they haven't given you, like,
1: a little cube over there or something.
0: Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, give right? me a little pass to get in, a little cubicle <laughs> in there. That'd be good. No, de- definitely not. But do they,
1: Does the security guy recognize you now at the s- gate?
0: The security guys he do recognize He doesn't know my name.
1: Every once in a while, he'll ask me, like, the, the – not the – Joe, the younger guy that was always right, right. there, yeah, the, yeah. but it's like the bigger guy. Maybe he looks like he's or Hawaiian, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Yep. He's, he's always like, hey, how are you? Am yeah, he's good? a good dude. They, and every once in a while I'll ask my name, in. but he's like, yeah, come on in.
0: They just wave <laughs> me in. They used to see me there. It's it's good. So, yeah, going to bring you some of that content. It's also going to be rolling out on MMA Junkie. Did quite a few interviews over the last couple of days, so uh, it's been fun kind of hanging out there and doing that. But I basically just stayed back in the media area. I wasn't in the uh, in the actual you know gym area because there was other people's practices going on that we weren't scheduled for. So, uh, anyway, got some good content, though. Uh, Should say, by the way, uh, I will just throw out an apology right now. The fact that we did not have and a half for UFC (laughs) 236 honestly was an absolute travesty, man, because that fight card, especially the top two fights on there, two of the best fights you're ever going to see. But you know what? We didn't get out of that arena till like, 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And by the time we got done working, doing our junkie work, it was, like, 8 a.m. Yeah. I was going to say, you,
1: travesty because we didn't do it, but not travesty because it, we were working straight up to the next morning. Like, birds were chirping. Sun was coming up. And I hate that feeling oh, of just, like... Because it's not like I, we were partying all night and it's like, oh, hey, the morning's up. We raged all last night. It was like literally I haven't stopped working. I don't know how many. I must have caught my fourth or fifth, sixth wind because there's a couple times literally while I'm waiting for final renders where I'm falling asleep just in my head cursing my choice of occupations (laughs) cursing my computer that i have to stare at Uh, i'm telling you by the by the
0: end you know a little behind the scenes secret if if, uh, folks aren't aware of this but the mma media as a whole pretty much just hates the shows on the east coast because the time is so late man it's so just ridiculously hour by the time we gather that's exactly what happens and you know you try to you're used to it you know what's happening but yeah man by the end of it i remember I had to lay down on the couch and just set my alarm for like little fifteen twenty minute naps, and then like wake up and be like, "Is that ready to go yet? Is that loaded? Can't do that." It mm-hmm. was uh, it was so I do feel bad because those fights were phenomenal, man. That the, the Dustin Poirier versus versus Max Holloway fight was insane, and I think
1: that was pretty good one.
0: I think it's probably not getting as much credit as it deserves just because Adesanya versus Gastelum was just absolutely bonkers that you was know great. what i mean so i, but I wonder thought both of them were great
1: yeah i wonder if people would have talked more if max was able to get the champ champ thing if maybe they would have did it i don't know if maybe more people coming in were were already thinking like oh poiye has got this you know right he's way too big for max and maybe people just discounted it but i think for a guy like Dustin as as hard and as long as he's been grinding and being the good guy that he is for sure you figure that more people would be very very i mean i think people are happy for him but i think more people will be talking about but yeah you're right it kind of just fell off the radar and i mean the gasoline uh adesanya fight was great but uh i don't know i just wonder that if max got it and created another story of there being another champ champ there that maybe people would have talked more maybe casuals on the outside would have you know, uh, talked about it more. I know it was one of those ones where a lot of times, even there in Atlanta, people were like, you know, well, who's fighting? You know, and you'd say the names. And as big as they are within the bubble, all of us that live in the bubble, we you know who keep, it is. We you had know to what keep it is great, explaining. It. But you, you had said to explain the names, it. You yeah. had to, like, give them another thing. You know, and, oh, this is the guy that, you know, that fought this other guy. Justin Cage was a great fighter. This guy, you know, he was supposed to fight, you know, this, 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 you know, and it just felt like, wow. Really using a lot of breath to explain this fight, (laughs) which he didn't. You know, I was surprised. There was a couple of times when we were in one of the Ubers where the guy did recognize uh, Izzy's name. He's like, oh, is that that Nigerian kid, you know, that does all the whatever? And I'm like, wow. He's
0: resonating quickly. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, he's doing the right things. I think he's saying the right things. And uh, clearly, when you look at, like, the YouTube, um, our YouTube channel, you know, as for what video is really resonating, and it's clearly it's out of signing. Yeah, he, no question is he by about it. it. Far.
0: I think you bring up an interesting point because I do feel like Max had started to take that turn as a star. So I don't even yeah. know if it's necessarily if the champ champ thing. I mean, yeah, the champ champ thing is a big deal, but I almost feel like that's not such a big deal anymore because it's been done so frequently lately. Seems to get done all. It the time does, now. right? It seems like it's too. But but just the fact that I think Max, you know, that personality. I think he had started to become a star. And, and if you follow the sport closely, and there's no way you don't cheer for Dustin Poirier. There's no way you don't like the guy. Um, and, man, fight week, I, I I changed my staff pick. You know, I had originally turned in Max Holloway, and, of course, we did a yep. we did a preview, and, and, and I ended up picking Poirier, and I changed it with my staff pick as well. And, you know, one of the things we have to do when we change a pick is we have to give a reason why just so – there's at least a reason, like, hey, here, here's why I switched it up. And, dude, it was just being around him last week. Like, you just had this feeling he was not going to be denied, man. It was yeah. one of those intangible things. But,
1: you know, I, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I mean, no, like, no, you can't a- really argue about either one. I think anybody would say, either guy, oh, I'm so happy for him. He deserved it. You know, it certainly. Uh, is warranted From both sides But especially For Dustin Who doesn't have A, a belt He's yeah. not going I'm doing them. It was very Very nice To get him uh, To see that It's kind of
0: It felt like justice Like both guys yeah. Are walking away st- With belts Around their waist I mean mm-hmm. sure You don't want To see Max lose I mean he's Such a good dude Of course his kid Was there And, and his kid Was once again A star of fight week uh, But you know you, you see the Yeah he's He's, he's become Quite the right? ham, Oh he? man he's <laughs> hilarious He was dancing At open the open work-out- workouts said, That's
1: what his Open workouts now Have become uh, Little Max's What's it Rise, uh, Rush, I believe. Rush, yeah, Many Little blessed. Rush dance parties, you know, mini blessed dance parties. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but it it was great, and and uh, I will say, man, the the atmosphere for the fights was nuts, man. Round five for both of those two title fights, man, inside the arena, which yeah. was just absolutely crazy, um, and and yeah, I mean, you know, I I was happy to see Poirier win. I really was, because I, I think that's good that both those guys have belts around their waist, and I think Max is the bigger star out of the two. I think more people would have been talking about that fight more if Max had won, to be honest with you, just because he's a bigger star. But, uh, but you know, gutsy stuff from Dustin, dude. He was... Listen, man, Dustin looked done to me after round one, man. He was gassed. I, I think he, that pace of that opening round, he was tired. And, uh, man, he had to dig deep. You know, you would see Max start to get a little get a little momentum, and then all of a sudden Dustin would, would find some energy, and, and, and certainly the power that Dustin had was... Uh, you know, was was, was mm-hmm. what did the difference. Max couldn't take it. And now, um, man, you know, afterwards, USC President Dana White says he wants to see Holloway go back to 145, and that probably is the right call. But, um, man, now we start going back into those weight cuts again. And uh, it, it, is, it is kind of a tough spot for Max right now, but – um, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a phenomenal fight. I, I just thought the main event didn't get enough credit to me, to be honest with you. I, I had yeah. it even. I had it even going into that fifth round. I know all, all the judges had it four one, but yeah. I, I had it three two. I had it two two going into that fifth round, and I thought um, Dustin edged it out. And, and as you said, you could be happier. For the yeah,
1: game. And, I, and I'm kind of with you too. I know a lot of people. I, if you listen to the rest of the media room, I think they had it. Uh, some of them it seemed like they had it five to nothing or four That's to crazy. one. But when I looked, I mean, I was definitely closer. That it was a lot closer. I, I wasn't paying the the best attention because I was trying to catch up on some sure. of the work because we had so many guest fighters and stuff come in. But in my mind, I pretty much was going into the fifth round thinking like whoever was able to do uh, more was definitely going to be the one that did it. But I mean, if you just looked on their faces easily, you could see who was doing more damage, who was doing uh, you know more had more devastating shots. But you're right. I think Dust uh yeah, Dustin looked uh, a little rougher in that first one, but. I don't know if that was just uh, that initial energy dump that I think even him with his experience, I think he can still probably experience, I think, actually get in there getting for a title because in the later rounds, he looked as energized as ever. So it didn't feel like he was constantly getting depleted, depleted. Like you see some of those guys go out there and just completely gas out and then they just keep going less and less and less. Like he looked good, I think. All the way the rest of the of the fight, I thought he had yep. good energy level. So I don't know if it was just the initial dump of getting in there, getting excited, and he was throwing a lot of heat. He was doing some damage of um, of Max pretty quickly. But uh, it, was, it was exciting for me all the way through. I mean, I love the sort of, you know, Max taking the shots, doing the, yeah, you know, like he'd, you know, Kind of jawing a little bit, yeah. waving them on, you know, kind of doing these things. And uh, I love seeing that sort of thing. And uh, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, I thought that fight was great. I mean, it was it – was, you know, I know we're going to go right into the co-main. But yeah. uh, it was kind of – it was – such an energy sort of uh i know for me just spectating i felt like i spent a lot of energy watching that fight that it yes. took me a second too yes. to get ready for what was coming because it was almost like oh man now we got to go through this again right after watching the gas limit in adesanya i was just like that whole time thinking going into that fifth round or especially in the fourth round i was like wow this could end either way going into that so by the time we got to the Dustin and Max show. I was just spent, and I was just like, "Oh my god, we get to do this again!" Yep. You know, uh, which was I crazy. think that's but, fair,
0: man. I think the crowd felt that way. I think it took. I think it took everybody yeah. a second. You I know? think.
1: I think it did. I think it did. But that that main event was great. I mean, uh, they certainly deserved to be the main event. Um, I, would have, I think I would have been even more spent if it was the other way around and that was the, oh. the co-main. If I had to watch that before going into the Gaslam, I think I probably wouldn't have anything left.
0: I think it did, man. I think the, the greatness of the co-main kind of affected how people felt about the main, man. I think it was a great fight, too. But, yeah, you said let, let's go into that co-main. I mean, uh, just amazing fight, man. I mean, honestly, one of the best title fights ever. I think Gaslam loses absolutely no credit whatsoever. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think you take anything away from his stock at all. Um, but to me, man, this was Adesanya. I mean, to me, this this has to has to tick every box of people that maybe had some reservations about him. Yeah. You know, okay, but you know, I, I saw a little bit of his grappling against uh, Tavares, but I need to see more. Okay, you saw it. You saw him almost submit Kelvin Gaston. I mean, he showed some great defensive wrestling. He showed some submission skills as well. Of course, the striking was on display as it always is. Um, Man, you showed the heart, man. You showed the fact that you can be in trouble and you can dig down deep and you can be tested and and, and still show that you have that capabilities. And uh, I mean, I it's just amazing to me. And and I'll be honest, I mean, I, look, look, Whitaker is a phenomenal champion, and the, Whitaker just went ten rounds with Yoel Romero, and, and and I mean, anybody that does that deserves all the credit in the world. And I said I'll quit picking against Robert Whitaker because I swear to God, he's, yeah. he, you know, <laughs> I, I've guessed wrong. I think about eight times in a row now. Um, but damn, and Adesanya looks good, man. That's he does. that's. It looks like it's going to be one hell of a fight, and I love the fact that Dana said yes, we're going to do this down in Australia or New Zealand. You know, I wanted to do it here in the states but we have to pivot, you know, th- this has to be down there. Because I agree, it's going to sell out of stadium, it's going to be cool, and uh, I think it's just a phenomenal opportunity for the fans that that, uh, that they deserve to have that fight down there.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely was the biggest ti- uh, time for – for Izzy to be challenged you know nobody's ever heard him like that you know when he went back to say like going into the fifth round that he was talking to himself you know and he was really sort of muttering up those last moments of like here it is you got to lay it all on the line you know what what are you made of you know what are you going to go in here and do and I thought that was incredible to see that because I remember watching it and trying to read his lips and wondering like what is he muttering because you could tell he wasn't Jawing over to Kelvin at that right. point, but he was saying something. I was waiting for him to like start doing some Naruto signs and start summoning something, you know, right before he went in there or something. But he he did that's all a, the summoning a, inside. That's an of anime himself. reference, isn't yeah. It? Okay, <laughs> yes, okay. It is. it is, um, but it was it was great. I mean, I thought Gaslam, you know, and I was so surprised. So many people were I uh, felt like hating on Kelvin going in, like thought he had no chance. And I think for all those people yeah. that said that he had no chance, I hope they're all eating their words, because if you didn't think that that was a close fight, oh. then you're ridiculous. Like, that literally went to the fifth round. and could have went either particular way, but uh, yeah. Izzy had more left in the tank, and he he brought it together, man. At the end, you know, I think it was so trying for Kelvin, and Kelvin literally, every punch he was throwing until he started getting tired, yep. had 110% oh. effort. He was swinging to knock Israel's head off, yep. and uh, you could see the damage that he did do when he was landing, but Izzy, I thought he actually did a lot more damage. I mean, he, Kelvin's got one of the, one of those guys that doesn't show it as much as some of the damage that he was taking. I think some of those shots that Izzy was landing was really I doing some too. good work, and yep. I thought the way he was working the midsection, he was working the legs, he was going up and down, you know, he was changing levels really good, and you're right. I mean, like, he had a great takedown defense. I mean, he Showed a lot of things that a lot of people, I think, were like, oh, Kelvin's going to get him down. And that was one of the things I was thinking. I was like, wow, okay, this is a guy that's really going to test him. If he's either going to be able to get him down and do some ground and pound, or if he doesn't keep that good headman, he's going to take some shots and he's going to get dropped. And he, he answered all the questions. you know, He, he put on a, a, an incredible performance. And to go forward, and I'm in the same boat when it comes to Whitaker. After seeing what Whitaker's done, I kind of told myself, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to pick against him. <laughs> and I will Are you gonna say, pick against him? No, I am not going to pick against him. <laughs> and this one I will still hold to uh, because I think when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to power, both him, Whitaker, and Gaston have incredible power. But I think when it comes to being able to work the hands and come at unique angles, that will be confusing for uh, an opponent. I think he does a better job. He's more an orthodox than... Kelvin. I think uh, Kelvin is very True. straightforward, yes. and he can eat shots to deliver his power, and that's usually what works for that's him. That's a great point. Um, but I think Robert will do a better job of maybe not just brute forcing his way in, but again, it's still going to come down to he's going to want to strike with his hands. He does use some leg kicks, but you, it's when it comes to a battle of leg kicks, Izzy's going to just completely outclass him. And I think there was a, he laid a good plan out for what he's probably going to do against a guy that wants to strike him and he's going to attack those front legs. Mm-hmm. If a guy stays too set on those front legs, he's going to work the shit out of it. Right. And then once you stake that, that front leg away and then you, they start having to constantly switch stances or starting to doubt what position they're at and it's constantly keeping going, then it could be a problem for Robert. Uh, but I just think, it, Robert, man, I'm with you, man. Uh, seeing what he was able to do with Yoel and he was... Tested by probably one of the hardest he took some of the That's hardest one of the scariest. Dudes yeah, I mean, in so, and some of the shots that he took uh, would have dropped an elephant, yep. and he was able to recover. And I don't think Izzy, unless he catches him with a head kick, has the power to do what Yoel was doing right. to him. But we started seeing that even with uh, Kelvin. He was working a little bit. He was kicking some shots to the midsection. Then every once in a while he would throw one of the little question mark kicks. Yep. And then he'd work it up to the head, you know. And that's the kind of thing. And that if a guy, I thought Kelvin did an incredible job of staying on top of that and being able to put two hands up to block that stuff. So I think he only got him, caught him maybe once mm-hmm. where it was kind of flush. Yeah. Every other time he had some hands up to do it. And I think that will be on Robert to kind of make sure. And I don't see Robert – Forgetting that point. You know, even though he's technically sound, he's so technically sound that I I think it's going to be incredible, but I still will lean towards Whitaker. I think no matter how well I think Izzy did, because I think the power and Robert's not going to waste a lot of energy I think trying to do a senseless takedown Uh, Kelvin really started showing it And then he ate a lot of elbows Those were vicious Some of the times when he was really set Like trying to get it And Izzy wasn't going anywhere And he did that John Jones sharp elbow Sort of thing to the head Or if you want to call it a Travis Brown Whatever Um, It was very very interesting So uh, I'll still lean Whitaker on that one, but you're right. Going down to Australia and New Zealand is going to be incredible for that fight. They, Those Australian fans deserve oh, it. Oh, they're they, amazing. They're going to be so hyped. No, I, I thought no you were going to say so drunk. Well, they're going to be <laughs> drunk as well. Uh, I, I mean, they better be. Silly, <laughs> silly things. I won't say the word.
2: But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to drop the C bomb. I, I, I know did. you
0: can only do it while you're there. I know. Then Just because forgiven. you're talking about them doesn't make it allowable. It's <laughs> right. only when you're on soil <laughs> right. that you get to drop the C bomb. When C-ball. you're there,
1: you have a beer, you become an automatic honorary Australian, then you can start using their languages. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that should be good. But it deserves to be down there, and I think that it'll be incredible because that country is so big, the continent's so big, and everybody travels. You know, I mean, yeah. we talked to our Australian buddies and like, oh, yeah, the fight's on the other side of the of the continent. But they fly yeah, over right. there and they make it, you know, so I'm
0: I'm interested because. Uh, all right. So beforehand, you know, is he had already started taking some shots at Rob, right? Like, you know, yeah. it, it, basically talking about how little he fights, how rarely he's defended the belt. And I thought that's good. I mean, you want to keep your name in the discussion, right? I mean, you want to make sure that you, you let it be known that you want that title shot. So that was good. Um, but then afterwards, man, he doubled down when he called him a, a fake Australian. He, he called him a, a mossy, which I, I had to look up. which it's a, a slang term for somebody of Maori descent that uh, claims to be an Australian or what have you. But um, so it's not uh, it's not negative negative. Like I don't think it's like you know like an n bomb or like something a, like yeah, that. Yeah, i was gonna say like, it sounds pretty like racially I know, charged but to I me. Don't, if, now i guess i'll have to i didn't see any australians up in arms about it so it can't be that big of a deal but i just did think it because i i I will say this i have always found it weird (laughs) that whitaker was born in new zealand but i mean he moved to australia when he was like two months old i guess so i understand why he associates with australia but it was it is funny to me that he always kind of like tries to almost distance himself from new zealand like if you say he's from there he's like no i'm not i'm from australia it's like no, nah, bro, you were born in New Zealand. You are from New Zealand, and he kind of doesn't associate with that. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of funny that Izzy was, was poking at that, and I imagine that little rivalry would get a little bit more intense if, if they're getting kind of charged like that. So, Interesting. Uh, so, you
1: know, it, Lowry is a race. He's talk, talking on his race. Uh, uh, wow. Uh-oh.
0: Yeah, all right, there you go. It's the racism. Uh-oh.
2: Hate. <laughs> Stop the
1: hate. Stop the hate
0: crimes. <laughs> all right, uh, listen, so, uh, so again, apologies that we couldn't get the and a half for 236. Please know that it was not due to uh, us not having the intention, and please know that uh, it was not due to any lack of respect for those fights, because they were phenomenal, man. It was it was fantastic, and it's not like we could even do it at the airport, man. Trying to get home, the airport was crazy, man. It, it took
1: us a whole fucking day dude, to get was, back. Oh no, I told you my the they lost my luggage too. Where it never made it. They scanned it in Atlanta and they never put it on the fucking plane. That's how wow. bad they were in Atlanta. And I wasn't even I wasn't the only person. I mean like one I went back to the the baggage thing. You always carry shit on so you never yeah, see but when really I got baggage. over to the American thing, the whole backside of where uh it's weird, McCarron has a shitload of carousels, but they, they only, only use, use the one like one in the corner. The whole backside was roped off full of ones and in front of the American was all full. So it was a giant L in front of the uh, like check-in things, just of baggage, baggage just luggage. waiting there. Wow. um So when I got my thing and I checked on my scan, uh, like on the the app, I was like, oh wait, well it says that it was scanned in, you know, Atlanta, and sure enough, she confirmed. It. She's like, yeah, it was scanned in Atlanta, but for some reason, it never made it onto the plane. Oh, nice. So it must have just sat there on the tarmac or sat somewhere Whoa. ever. But uh, so it ended up getting delivered uh midday the next day, which was which fine. But luckily, it wasn't like I was. Luckily it was coming home and not going to an event. Oh yeah, because you don't have your yeah. gear. You're, I mean, because part just, of the gear, yeah, part there? of the gear would have been in there. So it was just like, oh, shoot. So, but yeah, it was a it was an ordeal. So yeah, but I think by the time I got back to the house after dealing with the baggage, because we landed late with the delays, I think I got back home at around two a.m. So yeah, that was it was a hell of a
0: day. So that was, <laughs> it was yeah. a hell of a day. It was brutal, man. It was brutal. All right, well, listen, somebody else who had a hell of a day. How about Dan Ige? All right, Dan oh, Ige Lord. takes to social media this morning and says, you're not going to believe this. Uh, somebody has shown up to my door and taken my blood uh, and come to find out that they are not actually from USADA. Uh, they they got to the wrong person and uh, I, bizarre. I tried to run into him. I was hoping I'd see him at the performance institute because I was there, but I just missed him. He was leaving as I was arriving. Uh, so I, I, I got him on the phone because I had to ask more about this insane story, uh, where he basically did you ask just him if
1: the person was wearing a cape. Gave
0: blood to a stranger. <laughs> did they say,
1: "I want your blood"? <laughs> I'm coming I for like, your blood. I was what like
0: Superman wanting yeah. his blood? I don't get it, man. I get it now. That was a Dracula reference. That was a
1: Dracula reference.
0: All right. Well, here's—I uh, didn't ask him that, but uh, but here's what I did ask him. This is uh... this is my conversation with Dan gate
2: What's up, John?
0: How much, man? How you doing?
2: I'm doing all right doing a little better <laughs> dude
0: what what yeah. what happened this morning man Did Some somebody just showed up at your door and took your blood
2: yeah so i mean uh, let me start from the beginning um so pretty typical you know wake up call six thirty a.m Hear my doorbell ringing you know they rung it like eight times too and i'm like getting up getting dressed walking to the door I opened the door and it's. Uh, there it was one lady. She's by herself. She's like, "Oh, we're here to take your blood." So I was like, "Okay, come on in." And um, I'm like half asleep, you know. So I just think it's you saw so they're showing up, doing their job, and I didn't even question or think think anything else, you know. And um, so they took my blood, and they took a lot. They took like three, four big vials, and um, so I was like, "Oh, that's a lot of blood." And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just doing your labs. So I'm thinking, like, my labs, uh, okay, well, is there any paperwork we got to do? And they're like, oh, no, no, paperwork, everything's digital. Just uh, let me write down your name. So I was like, okay, last name Ige, first name Dan. And they're like, they actually said John. They're like, oh, you're not John? I'm like, no, I'm not John. Uh, Do you... (laughs) who are you trying to reach? They're like, this isn't, you know, I'm not going to give away my address, but they're, they said this is in one 123 so-and-so lane. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> that's across the street. So these people, they don't even work for that just showed up, took my blood, uh, went to the wrong house, had the wrong person, took my blood. <laughs> and it's just, I don't even know, like, what are the odds in the coincidence? Like, if, if I was anyone else with, like, a... You know, I'm just a regular person. Someone came to test my blood, of course. I would be like, who are you? I didn't order a blood test. You know, what are you doing here? You know? But just the odds that I do get, you know, subject to testing at all times, I didn't even question that. And the crazy thing is they still have my blood because I told them to get out of my house. And they <laughs> they took my blood. <laughs> wow.
0: So, uh, that is crazy, yeah. man
2: dude it, it's insane man I'm uh yeah I
0: don't know are you uh I, I don't know have you contacted, you saw I mean I don't know I, I guess I'd freak out a little bit and be a little bit scared you know
2: yeah because like well first I, didn't, I mean I was pretty mad of course you know I went on that round on Twitter and Instagram and then uh then like the the responses I got like oh, okay now I'm getting kind of scared because they're like oh you're gonna get framed framed for murder or like <laughs> you know get cloned or HIV or I don't know I was like starting to freak me out a little bit so I actually went to the house where they said they were supposed to be going I knocked on the door rang the doorbell a couple times but no one answered so I'm trying to figure it out like okay who are these people I want to at least find out the company the lady was really nice don't get me wrong like I didn't want to like curse her out but she she screwed up big time man <laughs> I screwed up too I guess
0: well, but like you said, man, a normal person would, you know, question it a lot more than you were because you're used to people showing up and asking you for blood and urine. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm
2: just, I was just trying to cooperate and, uh, you know, do my, do I have to do it as an athlete, but yeah,
0: that's crazy. That's nuts. So do you know, so you don't really know what they were trying to collect for originally? Like, I mean, I know like insurance companies and stuff collect that and stuff. I mean, do you? Do you know what they were actually trying to do? Or did you ever find out?
2: No idea. I I, I was literally still asleep when this all happened. And uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. Who who knows? Uh, I need to figure out who my neighbor is and what they do and why they get. I don't know, man. <laughs> Hopefully I get some more information. And I'll let like, you know.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I hate to be. I mean, do you think you'll go get like a medical test or something like that? I mean, I guess there are health concerns, right?
2: Yeah. I guess, I mean, well, they got some clean blood, if if that's the case, Um,
0: (laughs) Jesus, yeah, man, Jesus, oh, that's crazy, man, sorry you had to go through that, man, I appreciate you sharing the details, that's wild, I I didn't know if, like, you were just playing a trick on people, or that, (laughs) what was going on, man?
2: Yeah, I know, because everyone's like, is this a joke? I'm like, no, this is not a freaking joke, (laughs) this is real, I'm just more mad that they, like, I don't get anything. I didn't even get a freaking a lollipop or a cookie or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nuts,
0: man. Well, I guess what I got you, man. What's uh, what's the plan for fighting, bro? You had a pretty amazing one last time out, man. What's give us the update? What's 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 your plan? So, I mean, I, I'm obviously I,
2: I want to fight. You know, International Fight Week, July 6th. Um, that's what I'm aiming aiming for. I don't have an opponent yet, but I, I guess it doesn't really matter who. Um, I'm just trying to work my way up. My goal is to get to the top 15 this year. So whoever I got to beat to get there, that's who I got to fight. Um, yeah, I, no word yet though, but that's when uh, hopefully we'll get on that one. I, it, it's looking good. But I just don't know who I'm going to fight.
0: Nice. You get that. Uh, you get that big yeah. bonus check yet, man? Did you do anything fun with that?
2: Yeah, yeah, it just it just hit the account I'm buying a house, so I'm gonna put that all down on a house, start from zero again. So it's kind of motivating. <laughs> <No. All right. laughs>
0: yeah. is, is it gonna be a different neighborhood? Hopefully with some gates or something, or that people don't come up and yeah, dude, your getting, uh, there's a <laughs>
2: there's a guarded gated community. <laughs> 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 they, they, they
0: need some serious credentials figured out. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, bro. Well, sorry I missed you. I actually just got to the, to the PI as well, but I appreciate doing the phone call, man. Yeah, no worries, Ron. All,
2: All right,
0: right bro. I'll good talk day, to you soon.
2: Man. Okay, you. bye. bye.
0: That was Dan Ige uh, breaking the news that he wants to fight in July, International Fight Week. Oh, and also, by the way, sharing the story of how he gave his blood to a random stranger this morning. Now, listen, I do feel bad for Dan because I can see right away that people will be like, Bro, what's wrong with you? Why, like, Why would you just give your blood to somebody? But these guys that are signed up for USADA, it's not surprising to have somebody come and ask for their urine or ask for their blood. So in that way, I feel bad for him. But I also feel like somebody dropped the ball here, man. I feel like any time I've ever given blood, I mean, they're checking my ID. They're making me sign multiple yep. pieces of paperwork. So, like, this this lady apparently is not very good at her job or something. I, I it's, it's bizarre. But I, I guess it's a big lesson to everybody at, 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 in the UFC that's uh, a part of this testing program. Be, be sure and ask uh, somebody when they show up for their ID. But – it does seem like just such a random set of coincidences, like because a normal pro- if, if somebody yeah. shows up at that door right now and asks for our blood, we're gonna be like, "What are you talking about, dude? I don't, you, I don't need to give you my blood." Right. But he just happens to be a pro fighter that's tested under Usada. So, but still, it seems like there should be safeguards in place that should have kept this from happening. Yeah,
1: it just, I mean, it. One, you would think that if that's the case, that whoever is running this thing, which I've read some reports that say that he's been in contact with the neighbor who supposedly was the one that was supposed to give. Blood and that he's been in contact with this lab. I would think if people know who this lab is or whatever, they need to revisit their their whatever their procedures. (sighs) If in fact I don't know, it just it sounds so bizarre and so weird and so just like not right, not real. (laughs) It's just weird, like the fact of like somebody coming and they don't identify themselves. They just say, "I'm here to take your blood." they don't give a name, they don't say where they're coming from. Unless
0: they're wearing a cape in which case it makes sense. Yeah, unless they're wearing
1: a cape then you understand that I hope you have garlic nearby (laughs) or some holy water. Does holy water work on vampires? Yeah, it does. Yeah, holy water. If you have some holy water to splash on them or something, it just seems really weird but um, I guess I don't know. I wonder, I'd be interested to see how other athletes treat it. If somebody shows up at the door, do you do most of them ask for identification? Does Utah yeah. sort of have identification that they're supposed to show? And so, if that's the case, um, did he not? Has he not had to do one of these before, where maybe like they they don't show it? I would yeah, think that. Yeah, because it's like he, they're
0: supposed to take your driver's license, like write your ID number down. Like anything
1: just to make sure that the sample is legit. I mean, unless they unless you are John Jones, you know. How does this USADA or whoever, and I'm just putting them because he has a lot famous. of name value. He's famous. famous. Yeah. If like, it was Conor McGregor. Like, or- if it's Conor McGregor or something like that, the person right. comes gonna be like, oh, hey, Conor. Right. I mean, no offense to Dan Ige, but I'm sure the person come up wasn't like, oh, hey, you must be Dan. Unless they are, like, the hardcore of the hardcore. Did you pick up
0: a, a performance of the night bonus last yeah. month in London? Just last month, right?
1: <laughs> you know? Uh, so I just think it. I think it just bizarre, and there's a lot of just... Things that just seem so weird and so off, but regardless, taking the story on face value, that is so bizarre and so crazy that somebody would like, show up. What
0: if it's just like some weirdo that like has a fantasy for human blood or some or like like maybe it wasn't another lap Because you're right, like nothing they did is right. If his story is, if he's telling the yeah. truth, and I don't have any reason not to believe yeah. the guy. But, I got another conspiracy theory, but, but you finish If there's, yours. if there's, I have no reason not to believe the guy, right? Right. So I mean, Dan's always been cool. He's always been, uh, you know, uh, he's a good it's dude. It's so out of left but field to to make this up. Yeah, it like, doesn't, it this does, it's would, so out of character. Who the hell would make, make up sense. something like this, right? It's a stretch. But you're so right because I, I, I've given blood a couple times, not many, like for life insurance and stuff right. like that. And they come yeah. by and 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 I've seen, I've actually seen the drug test uh, be done before that the that that uh, um, that Usada does, and you have to like. Sign, you have to pick a sample. You have to sign you off to, on the sample. You have to you sign off on the sample. That, to, I
1: was going to say. You even have to
0: sign yes, your thing you off, have right to sign, there, and you it say, says like the name I, and everything. I, I approve this file. I'm okay with this file. Uh, yes. You know, hey, let me show you that this has not been tampered with. Do you agree that this has not been tampered with? Yes. Yeah. Sign this. Uh, sign this label. Sign the, You know what I mean? So like, and I gotta be. I'm, okay, that's USADA, but I, I imagine that most any lab collector, because these people don't actually work for USADA, they're just right. hired by USADA to follow a procedure and collect. I'm sure that everyone... So what if it's really like just some weirdo that is like trying to pass their own drug test or like trying to... Like, I don't know, they want to drink it. Maybe they do wear well, it Okay, but- so <laughs> it'd, it'd, it'd be interesting,
1: it'd be, I guess, some twofold, a couple weird conspiracy things, is if they did, in fact, say this was something that is just so enamored with him and maybe just wanted his oh, blood for their own, like, weird cult practices or whatever. But here, this is a completely far outfield. What if, you know, because you, you always wonder sometimes if some fighters are, are just, and not even just a fighter, people want to come up with an, a, a story to explain something that's going to happen. Right. You know, so right now he has kind of this blank check that he could say, If there's an abnormal blood result or something that is about to come down the line, he can always try to use this moment to say that he was infected by this random person that's coming. That's my conspiracy thing. Like, say if his blood comes back tainted and he comes up something or say if he comes back and he tests positive for whatever. This now sets him up to where he can be like, it must be because of this. And, they, and now you have the UFC on record saying you should go file a, a, a police report. I'm not saying that's what this. This is conspiracy hat shit. This conspiracy theory. But you know, this is in a that sense a giving him. Cheating. This is. I mean, this, it is. But if you're desperate and you know that something's coming down the line, what would you do to save your career? What would you do?
0: I mean, what would you be willing to do? I guess the say? fact that we know Dan because we see him a lot, like that's because we're this, taking but we're
1: taking his word on that. Does not seem no like proof. something Dan there's would there's do. There's no pictures, but if of this was something, but coming? what I'm
0: saying is if this was some random athlete that I had never met before, I'd, right. never, I'd never heard of before, right? I could go, all right,
1: right? Well, a lot of people are saying the same thing about Angela McGannum when they're just like, is this real? Until you see shit happening at the hospital, there were people that were saying,
0: "Is this really
1: that? This wasn't real." That was bizarre, you know. So I mean, like I don't like I said, from everything I've met from this guy, I think it'd be completely out of character and weird if this was ever like a made-up thing. But just talking like, let's let's be weird podcast hosts talking about some conspiracy shit. That shit could happen, but it just doesn't seem right. This lab or whoever these people, um, I would be I would be interested to see how. Anybody else... They should never collect blood again. They should never collect
0: blood again. They should never,
1: ever. They should not not be working for this company anymore. For them to not come and either identify themselves or if they did, it should be... Fighters should, you know, maybe a good lesson for anybody that has this happen is like make note of the people that come. You should be able to take a log, you should be able to go back to a journal and says, So and so from so and so visited me at this point and I gave this. That's true. You know, if you can't go and say, I don't know what the person's name is and I don't know where they're actually working that's a little bit weird, you know. I mean, I would, I would be interested to see point, what man. fighters do to safeguard That's actually a good point. Just themselves. have, like, a
0: notebook or something. Yeah. But like, hey, every time somebody goes, I'll, I'll write it down. And, like, Wait. hey, I know you're recording me, but I'm recording you, too. You should. It's I not mean, it. I mean, That's actually a bad idea.
1: I mean, they really should. And I would just be interested to see what other fighters have dealt with, what their experiences, When somebody comes to their door to collect. what is the procedure that happens you know, I mean, it's easy enough. I'm sure we could probably reach out to some of the people here in Vegas and be like, when somebody comes to your door, what is the procedure, and maybe get the, even get the uh, from Usada or from the UFC. In your minds, what is the procedure that happens? I mean, they're paying for these people to come administer their fighters. Yeah. What is the procedure that they're supposed to happen when they come? And how are you safeguarding the safety of fighters right. and your athletes? Yep. Are they supposed to come, identify themselves? Are they supposed to have a second person with them that's just watching the proceedings to make sure that no shady shit happens? I mean, there should be safeguards in check, and I don't know what those are. And I've never really thought that I needed or that we needed to. But if this is the kind of weird shit that can happen out there because it's so wishy-washy, they should fix it so that wishy-washy shit can't happen. I mean, no fighter should be giving their blood – I mean, what are the fucking random chances of somebody else coming for somebody else's blood work but happens to show up on your door? So crazy. So crazy. I mean, it's a whole street off. I mean, are they just going by random Google Map GPS points on a fucking map? I mean, how do you not have the exact address? That doesn't make any goddamn sense.
0: So, and how do you ask the name after you've taken the blood?
1: After you've taken the blood. There's a lot of weird Dude, shit is, that doesn't this add so, up this right. somebody.
0: This is somebody that just wanted blood. They they consume they blood. They literally are vampires. They, are, they consume blood. Or
1: they're some serious, like, whatever weird blood cultists oh. or something where they make, like, blood sausage, but of, like, f- young, fit dudes' blood. <laughs>
0: Ah, that was crazy when he said that people told him like they he he might have a clone coming soon or something like that. (laughs) How cool (laughs) would that
1: just but they'd have to have a uh, they'd have to have he would never the the timelines would be different. It'd be weird. It'd be better if there was like a a machine that could make the baby or the clone grow up quick enough so he could actually see himself. (laughs) If not, it would just be a baby, then you'd be like, Oh, that looks like me You know, Twenty some years ago, bringing you the
0: best MMA discussion (laughs) in the game today. It's the MMA Roadshow.
1: So, which country would make the baby cloning thing log into iTunes?
0: Make sure you subscribe. Would it be Korea? The Russians review (laughs) us. Hopefully, give us five stars if you got some feedback on how fantastic our MMA discussion is and how on point. Up next, time
1: machines (laughs) and ghosts. (laughs)
0: Yeah, hey man, I tell you what, uh, you know, you mentioned Angela McGann's name. It, it's, it's great to hear that. You know, it sounds like she's doing better. But I'm not gonna lie.
1: Have we seen her on like on camera? We've only seen that she's done right. Has she made any sort of videos? I that haven't we've seen, seen
0: it. as a moment the of us sitting down now, legit. that's yeah. like crazy. I, mean, I just wonder what. Her, like, I, I hate to admit it, but like know. even I was like, Is this this I think everybody
1: was. was. I initially thought was like, fuck. I mean, I hate to just judge like. Puerto Rico that. Puerto Rican medical systems or yeah. whatever but I was like fuck why are you getting surgery there but if you live there that you trust yeah, it, you there, know right. whatever you know but I just know when the powers outage and there everybody's still saying like oh we're still facing shit you know I think it was it wasn't planned that she had to go in the surgery I right. think something happened right. and, and then she had to do emergency surgery right. or whatever but the whole foreshadowing of her thinking I don't like having to go under anesthesia. I don't feel right. You know, I don't know if I'm going to wake up. You know, sh- she put that shit out to the universe or something. The universe was like, hmm, by the way, I'm a big cyborg fan. Let's do this. <laughs> That's how the universe sounds. I feel, like, I feel, feel way, bad, I'm man. I'm glad. He's, yeah, the universe is weird. <laughs> the universe sounds like this. Do you want teas and crumpets, too? Uh, there's no even English accent
0: there. Why would they mention teas she and crumpets? She
1: still like it. I'm thinking more like Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: <laughs> oh universe.
1: Universe is funny. Oh universe. She wears a big floral dress as well.
0: Uh yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. I feel ba- I feel bad saying it dude. Like when it first came out, I was like, I don't know cuz you know, she's just always been involved in drama. So I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear that she's doing okay and I I kind of feel like a piece of crap person for not. Well, I not,
1: think I, I think everybody initially just initially thought just I mean, uh, you know, to use the terms that the young people use, out there, every once in a while, people would say that some of her posts was, well, she was being thirsty. <laughs> I, I hear that means that uh, she lacks water in her thirsty.
2: diet. <laughs> out thirsty. I did,
1: but a lot, of, uh, you know, or looking for attention, you know, right. is what I, what I'm told. Thirsty means right, right. Um, but uh,
0: needing to be quenched,
1: needing to be quenched, I guess. But yeah. Uh, so glad, yeah, glad I, mean, I She's doing okay. yeah, I'm glad she is as well, and, I mean. You know, shame on people out there like us uh, thinking that that initially could have been what it was. Because uh, yeah, that is some serious shit. So I'm glad she's I'm glad she's good. No doubt. Right, even thirsty people don't deserve to be in comas. That's right.
0: Let's talk about some uh, some MMA news uh, some MMA subject matter since we've drifted far off topic. MMA stuff for real. <laughs> uh, listen, I had a chance to do several interviews. One of those was with Joseph Benavides. Of course, we know he's uh, fighting Jucia Formiga in what is believed to be a number one contender fight. Uh, but he's in such a weird position right now, not really knowing kind of what's going on with the flyweight division. Uh, not really knowing what Cejudo's going to do. Um, just a, just an odd spot. So I wanted to get a chance to to catch up with him, and we had uh He, he was very frank and very open and very honest uh, as he always is. Uh, so I thought I'd uh, play this for you guys here. And uh, this is my conversation earlier today with Joseph Benavides.
3: Yeah, so everyone after the Alex Perez fight, cause I like, the fight got stopped in two nights, I had to beat the guy twice, they started calling me Joey two times. Really just like me and like one other person. Or maybe I just called myself that. Either way, everyone's calling me that. <laughs> but, uh, so after that, I get the fight with uh, Dustin Ortiz. So that's also the pass, but like I had to beat him for a second time. Beating all these guys two times. Formiga comes up, I'm like, oh my god, now it's the present, I have to beat this guy twice. But then you always look ahead to the future, and I'm like, my next fight would be beating Cejudo twice. And it's just like, Joey two times is like born, you know, in the cosmos with a destiny. So, uh, so yeah, so now, I call myself that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll try to make a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I guess everyone's doing it. It's like, I don't really like it, but, you know, spread the word.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, originally when this fight was announced, Dana kind of made it seem like you guys would be fighting on the same night as the the 35 title fight. Yeah. Did did they ever talk? What what happened? Did they talk to you about that? No,
3: I think, right, I looked at it as a mistake, honestly. Dana was kind of breaking news. Obviously, the guy has so much going on in his mind and we filled in for the last fight with like um tj and um Cejudo, or i did so i think he kind of just you know rolled it off without really thinking and i'm sure someone after was like oh they're not at the same weight class and i thought the same thing i'm like well that's not the same weight class i'm not going to train to fight for miga at 35 and then be a number one contender at 25 so I, I I looked at it as a mistake because no one ever said anything from it. and then right after that, you'll see they made like two good thirty five pound fights on that card. Right. I think they did Aljo and Muñoz and Rivera and somebody. yeah, right? So I think they're like, oh, oh, that's different weight classes. Okay.
0: so so, so you're not technically the backup. no, group. no, 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 no. It, it was confusing to me. I was it like, was like, I guess yeah, they just go up
3: me too. <laughs> I was glad he said we were fighting for number one contender, but they're like, we'll put them on the same card. I was like. I was like, it'd be cool to be on the same card for like time schedule, but I was like, that doesn't work out. Like I'm not fighting at 35 for, you know, so. So yeah, I think, like I said, I think it was just confusion yeah. maybe happens when you got so much going on, I yeah, guess. I like it's tough. It's
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot going on. Well, all right, so does, does Joey two times go back and, and watch the first fight? And that was a long time ago, It right? was, but yeah. I, mean, is it, I feel like you guys probably both evolved a lot since then, but did, did, did you go back and use that as data at all?
3: Yeah, more just to see what he would probably use his data, because that's a natural thing to do. Well, he beat me. What did I maybe have success? It was a short fight, also. So there's not a ton to look at it. We're both different fighters, so I'll look at it. But it's all about the recent fights, seeing what he's doing, what he's done, you know, how he's improved. Um, even looking at my recent fights and seeing what is he going to see, you know, that he thinks, you know, that I've been doing. What have some of my tendencies been, you know? And then from there, just really leave it to my coaches to you know, adjust the game plan and my training, rightfully so, and then, you know, I just work on, on being the best I can, knowing where I can maybe have advantages in the fight.
0: He's such a specialist at what he does. Yeah. I mean, do you spend an inordinate amount of time doing jiu-jitsu than you would during a normal camp, or do you have to be careful, like, not to not to focus too much on him? Yeah. That?
3: It's always in the back of your mind, so you switch things up, but the guy's solid, you know, like, his stand-up looks really good, like, no one... He doesn't get beat up on the feet either and he even like hurts guys on the feet he lands clean shots you know like the ben Nguyen fight was a really good um, you know he he's he throws back fists and stuff like that so his stand-up has improved even in our first fight like it's basic but it's fundamental where he doesn't make mistakes so you know you can't just be like oh we're just gonna be on the ground the whole time because you know i don't think he'd be able to take me down anyway so i'm gonna have to respect his stand-up and maybe some desperation from his stand up. But, um, but the jujitsu is definitely something you look at because MMA, grappling and jujitsu is so different. Like even my last fight with Dustin Ortiz, like we grappled, we like fought on the ground. We weren't giving up inches in position. Jujitsu is a, it's an agreement almost. You start doing jujitsu, you know, like even if you go to jujitsu gym, like we're on the ground for five minutes if you're trying to do jujitsu to somebody in an MMA fight, they don't have to agree to it. They'll get up, they'll not even settle for it. So it is a little different. I'm so used to grappling MMA, you know, holding positions, winning positions, winning scrambles, especially at my weight class. So when I grapple these five minute rounds, like where you have to stay on the ground and like the guy's not trying to get up, you're kind of like, oh shoot. But then you see all the different layers that there is from a guard and all that stuff. So. I actually have switched that up, like, you know, doing less just like, hey, escape, win a scramble, to like, what are the ins and outs of like, you know, jiu-jitsu game, back control, which he's really good at, so stuff like that.
0: Yeah, as you said, Daniel said this was a number one contender fight. I know you're tired of answering it, but I mean, what is it? <laughs> is there rumors around the, the, these hallways and what's happening? Are you reading the tea leaves? I mean, when he says it's a number one contender fight, does that make you feel good about the?
3: <laughs> yeah, or? that, I mean, it makes me feel that makes me feel good like but it's like that initial like fix of just like oh cool like that's right now like I'm fighting for number one contender fight title fight me it might be after it and even if there is a title fight which I think there will be you know I mean if Henry loses you know he's still gonna be like I'm the 25 champ like you're not getting rid of me he has to defend it um but then I kind of look at the state of the rest of the division is like, it's getting set up for failure and being dissolved because there's no one to defend it with after that. I mean, me and for are up there as the number one contenders to fight Henry, but Henry wins. I win, you know, for like, who are we going to fight after each other again, again, you know, so that's kind of, you know, there's nothing solid right now. Obviously we're still fighting, but the way it looks to me, is everyone that's losing is getting cut or being forced to move up. And that's clear as day, I think, to everybody. Um, if you get cut, you're moving, you're, 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 you're uh, or, or not moving up, you know? So, like, really good guys have got cut because they lost, but then guys that com- are coming off wins who can't be cut, um, like, not that they're not good, but like, like, not as good as names that have got cut, like a Jordan Espinosa, Kai Espinoza, of France, or something like they're still on contract because they haven't lost. But when you lose, you can get cut or forced to move up. And I've seen it already. I've had 25ers tell me coming off a loss. Well, I want to fight at 25, but they say I can only go to fight at 35 or I don't have a job. So I'm just like, well, that's kind of weird because if you can fight at 35, why can't you fight at 25? You, can, you don't want to get cut. And then I know some other guys that were just called and were like, hey, you're a 35 pounder now. And then they were just so happy to not get cut that they were just like, okay, I'll do it, you know, so that's what it looks like. I mean, it's, it's clear as day, you know, like everything's getting dissolved, but I mean, it's not over till it's over. I'm sure everything's always, you know, almost dead until it's not. So, you know, doing everything we can to like revive it, but it definitely doesn't look good, but it looks like there'll hopefully be another title shot and, you know, maybe that'll just... Cause some more influx. I mean, guys can obviously, that went up to 35, you know, could go down, you know, back. And I don't know if you could re sign the, re-sign the guys or something, but like I said, it looks like the plan or whatever is in play.
0: Does that get in your head at all? I mean, like, I gotta imagine, like, like, you, everything you accomplished, as long as you've been around, I can't imagine, like, let's say, you, God forbid, you lose to Formiga, and I mean, they go, thanks, Joe, we're done with you, man. I mean, That doesn't seem possible, right?
3: Yeah. I don't think that would. But, I mean, it's not a much better option to be like, cool, man. Now you have to fight at 35. Like, so now I can't even fight at my own weight class. You know, that's why it was made. Um, And you see how important weight classes are. I mean, Max Holloway is one of the best pound-for-pound guys in the world and has done nothing but improve. But Poirier grew in to a weight class, you know. And... Everyone looked at and is like, well, he's just bigger. He can't walk him down. All his punches hurt. And it's just like, it's just like, that's why there's weight classes. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, and it's even more prominent in the smaller weight classes. Cause the percentage, you know, like five pounds at 125 is 10 pounds at like 155, 145. You know, that's why when you get heavier, the weight classes, you know, can separate more because it's less percentage. So that's the hard thing too, is this it's just like well it's not like a good option for anybody you know that is a 25 pounder you're like at a real disadvantage like that's why there's weight classes
0: what would it be for like for you if like let's say you do get a title (laughs) shot and you win the flyweight belt the the, the thing you've been chasing and then they go by the way oh there's no one to defend it for
3: (laughs) uh i mean it would be it would be a story in itself i guess because I fought for the first one, and then I win the last one. (laughs) That's a good story, I guess. But uh, if there's no one to defend it to, I don't know what it really means. So, yeah, I mean, it would be definitely a weird thing, but that's how it's looking. (laughs) That's crazy. It is, it's silly.
0: What do you think about Zudo at 35 right now, man? Do you you feel like he's earned that right to go through that, or do you feel like he should be at 25? Do you feel like he's hurting the division by by chasing after
3: Hurting the division, for sure. I see where he's coming at coming from because He wants to be a double champion. He didn't get the chance to against TJ It was TJ's chance or whatever and he knocked him out. So he's like, I am the best 35 pounder. We were the same weight. I stopped the guy a Cheating guy in 32 seconds. Like I'm gonna go up and be anybody You know, that's not cheating and I'll just be 10 pounds heavier and have a legacy and be a double champ And everyone's so infatuated with that stuff right now But it does hurt the divisions like nothing ever good for the divisions involved has really come from it. Like it's been cool for like an individual, but then they're just like, oh, well, now that weight class is dead. Like a women's 45 or like, you know, even like the 205 and heavyweight was kind of like, oh, well now just switched around. Heavyweight's kind of hurt. I don't know. So there's never really been anything like great to come about it or anyone to defend it or actually like be like, hey, I'm actually the champion of both divisions and I'm gonna defend right, like, like I should. So it is weird. Um, he's definitely, um, hurting. So he's definitely hurting the division when he does that. I mean, I think most people are, but it's such an individual sport. And this is where he's not really given a choice as much. I mean, he's given a choice, but it's the same thing we talked about. Like, Hey, here's your choice, get cut or fight at 35. It's like, Hey, fight this guy at 25 for this amount of money or fight this guy at 35 for this amount of money and legacy and that. So like, it's not a choice for him because he's just like, Oh, that's an easy choice. And you know, it just goes with, with the plan, you know? So it's easy to, for him to choose like that. So you can't really look at Cejudo and say he's hurting the division, even though what he's doing is, but he, it, it makes it seem so um, enticing to go do something else where like, Oh, this well don't you want to get paid double, triple? And this and that and then it's just like oh of course I'll do that um you know without looking at the future then you look at the state of the division it's already happening so of course he's gonna pick to go fight for three times the money or two times the money you know so, with nothing to lose yeah. so that's kind of how I look at it but you know he, he kind of put himself there from the beginning I mean he won the, the fight everyone looked at that fight with TJ to kind of like you were gonna save the division and then he did it and then he made it known you know right away that he wanted to start the 35 pound thing so it's just kind of like you just did what everyone like thought would save the division being called the savior of the division and then you call for a 35 pound you know fight and I've talked to Cejudo and like we have really good like respect and stuff for each other so I would never think like, oh, well, why would, you know, why would he not want to like go cement his legacy and be known as the best and chase this and chase that on top of, you know, all the money that's being offered to him to do something like that. So, you know, it's kind of a hard thing. Like they, I mean, he definitely has a more enticing option because, you know, people that make the options make it that much more enticing. So.
0: You mentioned TJ's name, former training partner. How did that impact you just to see that news come out?
3: I mean, it didn't impact me. I mean, I wasn't surprised at all that he finally um, got caught. You know, wasn't surprising at all. There's nothing I can really say, like as far as like, that hasn't already been said, that's like bad. I'm not gonna sit here and say the guy is this and that because if you look at the internet and everyone, it's already been said. So. You know, there's nothing worse you can say than what everyone already thinks, which I think is warranted. You know, everything that people are out there and giving him, it's 100% warranted for what he did. But um, it just goes to show, like there's consequences for what you do, and you can't you can't hide who you are forever. And I'm surprised it took that long for him to get caught and hid, and you know, kind of what he's about this long. So you know, but you can't hide that stuff forever. So. It's great that it came out, there is consequences, and I mean, if anything, I don't even think the consequences are that much, if you look at it for like, you know, so. I mean, it's not that bad, the two years, get some surgeries, you got paid the day after the fight anyway, so it's not like you're getting suspended for the year. Um, But, you know, like I said, it's all the other things, you know, all the disgrace and everything that is warranted and maybe hurts more, but like I said, you can't, I mean, the truth will come out at some point, and you can't hide that stuff forever.
0: Well, it's going to be an interesting time for you, so, this fight is being, it seems like there's a title fight on the other side I Yes. Uh, give, give me an idea. I mean, What do you feel like you got to do, do? Is there some feel like you got to go out there and, and make a statement? I mean, as you said, I know you're trying to save this division. How, how do you do that? Do you, you got to go smash somebody and show that you're dangerous? Do you got to be in some entertaining back and forth fight that people go, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. Do you have to... Talk trash and be kind of McGregor. Some people pay attention. What, what, what's the goal here?
3: Honestly, man, like, it's crazy because everything that has happened for the division to stay around, like Sahudo winning, they still made this fight. Well Sahudo winning, there was a chance that, like, oh, man, like, they might make him and TJ now. TJ tested positive, like, 100%. Now, like, he has to defend. They still did this. They still did that. So sadly enough, you can do the craziest thing, throw a guy out of the cage with his head decapitated and whatever, but like the higher powers, the people with more power than you are going to do whatever they want and they think is, is, is best. So it's honestly, the sad thing is you have to look at that and you have to not take it personal and you have to. I don't know. It's 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 terrible that you're at that point where it's like you have to like accept that stuff, but everything that has already happened for like us to keep, you know, making our own division and thirty five for it to be its own division, like we've proven everything, you know, stopped this guy, then he tested positive, so now they lose a champion but there's contenders here, like like all that stuff has really already happened and still, you know, uh what's happening to our division doesn't make sense, so there's really nothing you can do. Like, it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. It's just like you can do whatever you want, but then it's like, oh, that was a cool fight. But just like the Cejudo was a cool fight when he knocked out TJ in 32 seconds. Oh, flyweights are this, flyweights are that. Great. Now we have a good fight here and a contender that he hasn't um, that he hasn't lost to. Made hundred percent sense. But they still want to do him and TJ. And it was just like, TJ tested positive. Oh, well now, there's no way they have to do. Let 35 be its own thing. Let 25 be its own thing. Still didn't. So what else are we gonna do, honestly? And uh, and that that's the that's the reality, I guess. I
0: hate to end on a sour note. Tell, tell us a good thing. Tell that's the that. reality, though, right? <laughs> I mean, so
3: yeah. Where do I go from here? Is like yeah. I'm, like I said earlier, the only thing I have is like it is not dead. Like like I'm still. Fighting for miga who's a top guy and I have to beat him to get a title shot. Anyway, my main goal is a title shot I mean, yeah, my main goal is to 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 save a division and, and rebuild it and stuff but it's just like you know You can like you can do everything and it still might not so I mean You still have the motivation to win the title that you've been chasing the whole time even if it's the last one or not um, which I hope it's not and I don't want to like set this up isn't like that but I'm just saying I'm not naive to the fact of like what's happened in the division. Like there's, I don't even know how many people are left fighting in it. Um, so yeah, there might be a title shot and that's the main goal anyway. I mean, that is probably above like, I'm saying like a lot, sorry. Um, that is probably above, you know, the, um, my priorities, like that's always been my goal. The other thing is like something you can't stop anyway, but the things I can control is, you know, beating Formiga and then you know beating Cejudo again. So, yeah, that's it, man.
0: All right, welcome back to MA Road Show. I hate to uh, I hated to end the conversation with, with Joe on kind of a, a down note, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, he, he was kind of. Accepting, to be honest, of, of 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 the dissolution of the division, man, and he, he laid it all out. And you know, it's uh I guess I, I I can appreciate his brutal honesty. I mean, it's not like the observations he's made uh, aren't being made by other people as well. But to be right in the middle of it and, and to be able to see what it is and, and what's really happening, um, you know, I, I guess I applaud him for that. But I, I just I gotta think it's gotta be a little bit distracting. And um, man, if he does win this fight, and and uh, man he somehow gets a title fight and wins the title that he's been chasing for so long and then they get rid of the division I mean that would be I don't know that would be bizarre and of course uh, you know we didn't spend a lot of time on it but not mincing his words about TJ Dillashaw I mean uh, probably not surprising that he was as critical as he was but um, you know still uh, st- still jarring I think as we're all trying to accept this thing that happened with TJ Dillashaw and, and, and what it means moving forward man it's uh I don't know. Joseph's in a weird spot, man. I I can't imagine he'd be one of these guys that they just go, ah, you lost, and we don't have flyweight anymore, so see ya. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like he's been around and accomplished too much, and he means too much, um, but I don't, man, he's in a weird spot, dude. I, I, he has to answer the question all the time. He does a really good job of it uh, as we're all trying to figure out what the hell's going on and if this thing's going to end, when, and how, uh, but I can't imagine it doesn't impact his happiness, impact his – his focus a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah, he's, an, he's, he's another one that's probably high on that list of guys that have been grinding I want to see get something. You know, it's just unfortunately he's in a tough, tough division. But when it comes to probably one of the nicer guys in MMA oh, that yeah. has literally done anything that we've ever asked, you know, it could be media day or whatever. It's like, Joe, we got this some – random-ass idea for another video or something. Can we grab you again? And he's always been uh, open to it. And uh, so I have the utmost respect for his work ethic, you know, even outside of fighting, you know, the stuff that he puts into a fight week and he's willing to do. Um, so I, I definitely want – and, you know, I, I like his wife. His wife's not so bad. Yep. You know, um, I want good things for him, and he's another guy that's been on that list that I'd love – I would love to see him get what he's been striving for. That would be awesome. And, and it would suck <laughs> if the division should go away. But, you know, it would be a small hurdle for him, you know, to uh, to well, go up another division or a whatever. a joke? <laughs> it wasn't intended to be, but uh, um, it's no small hurdle. I mean um, –
0: I I I would like to. Say, I mean, he could fight at 135, but as he said, you know, it's it's tough, man. There's weight divisions for a reason. I, I I'd love yeah. to see him continue at 125. So, uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm 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 anxious to see how this all plays out. Uh, all right, this weekend, Saturday, uh, we are not there. It's the first show we've missed this year uh, as a staff at MMA Junkie. So it's the first UFC uh, that we haven't gone to. And 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 uh, I get it, man. This card, uh, UFC on ESPN plus seven over in Saint Petersburg, Russia. It's not. There's just not a lot of English speakers on it, number one, which makes the content kind of useless if everything's going through translators. So, um, you know, not a lot of massive names on it, not a lot of English speakers on the card. Um, and it's just expensive to get to Russia, man. You have to you yeah. have you have to add visa costs in. Not only is it a long flight, but I mean, even if we were to send uh, like you know Abby Saban from London, I mean, even he has to get a visa, you know. And it's not cheap, and it takes time, and um, it just this one was kind of a pain in the butt, unfortunately. So we we don't have anybody for live coverage, but we will of course be covering it. I do say. I like the afternoon cards. This might be a little early for for our time. It's seven a.m. first fight on on Saturday morning. I mean, I do like the fact that we'll have our evening, which is which is cool. You know, we can cover an event and then still have a little a little time at night. But uh, yeah, seven a.m. is a, a little bit early for first fight. Um, yeah, that's early. Al- over and Alexi Olenek. I talked to both those guys earlier. I put up stories uh, on on the website. Um, it's interesting. They they had cross paths before. They had trained with each other before. They had helped each other out. Uh, Alistair Overeem helped uh, Olenek get ready for Krokop. Olenek helped uh, Overeem get ready for Mir. Uh, so they had trained together before. They're really friendly. They, they both consider each other quality guys, and, and they consider each other friends. Uh, Olenek volunteered. He's like, dude, I had a hard time with the man. He's like, I thought I'd really be able to, to – uh, to to get the better of him in the grappling department. And I I couldn't, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't know how much of that is modesty or how much of it is gamesmanship, you know. But if it's true, man – uh, dude, you hate, the, you hate the fact that Olenek is, is going to have to stand and trade with over because that's probably not going to go his way, so uh, I am intrigued by that fight there, it is a big fight in the heavyweight division, I mean, both those guys um, you know, neither one of them is, is willing to talk out title run, they get it, They're, neither one of them is right there, but they both want the biggest names and the biggest fights available, so this is a, a big moment for both of them uh, you do have the return of Islam Makachev of course, uh, Islam Makachev uh, the good buddy of Habib Nurgan Madoff, and he's been involved in uh, everything that happened along the way. and So this is his uh, triumphant return, I guess. They, 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 there hasn't been a lot of focus on it. I think the UFC has decided to kind of keep that one over there. But, uh, man, if you saw the scenes from the open workouts, man, there was a ton of people at the open workouts in Russia uh, earlier today or, or last night, depending on kind of what time zone you're sitting in. But um, a big, big turnout there. Uh a fight that I'm definitely intrigued in, Roxanne Modaferri, uh of course from right here in Las Vegas, uh, is going to fight Antonina Shevchenko. Uh, a tough matchup, but I did talk to Roxanne, and she said, "Listen, I'm not intimidated by the you know in the least by this fight. You know, Antonina uh, is not Valentina. Number one, you know, they're two different people. Um, and, and listen, I have a lot of experience, and you know, I." I, I uh, you know, I th- obviously think I'm a better grappler, and I think my striking is better than people give me credit for. Um, and she's, she's anxious to get out there and test herself. Of course, Antonina, uh, just her second UFC fight, but has a ton of hype. That last name uh, doesn't, doesn't hurt.
1: Doesn't hurt. Does carry a little extra pressure. And, but, I mean, she's got a, a great kickboxing background herself. I mean, so she's, she's bringing some experience. Yep. It should be interesting. Um, who'd you pick in that one? Oh, uh, you you homered. I had to homer. I kind of homered a little bit too. Right. But I, listen, I, I,
0: listen, I'm not saying that. Like I, I picked Roxy, and there's definitely yeah. a homer pick there. I mean, I see her three days a week. She teaches my kids jujitsu. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you're gonna pick against somebody like that. You know, yeah. she's my kids' jujitsu instructor. But um, it's not like I'm saying. This is ridiculous. She has no chance. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, look, she could. You know what she I mean? Could. Like, she's she is tougher than people give her credit for. Uh, she said it herself. She said, "Listen, uh, I know I look awkward." She's like, "I get it. People discount me because I look awkward." She's like, "But look at my accuracy. You know, look look at what I right. land. You know, and and uh, look, she's definitely the the better grappler. I think mean, there's no question yep. about that. So it's possible. You know, yep. is it a tough assignment? Hell yeah, it's a tough assignment. Yep. I, I I respect Antonina Shatynko a lot, but uh, but I did I did, come on. I can't pick against her. yeah.
1: I actually went Motifair as well. I think a, a matter of, like, I still feel like even though Antonin's got a lot of experience, she doesn't have the MMA experience, and especially on this scale like Roxanne is. Right. I think even though it being so far away, maybe it won't have the same sort of feel of whether if it was in the States, maybe maybe it would be a different sort of crowd, so maybe more people might look at her over there and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to root for her because she's undefeated. You know, right. they maybe don't know. Um, but I could see Modaferi surprising her. If if Vantine if is not really giving her the respect of... Someone that has as many fights, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, no. she seems very, very sharp. She's gonna, she's gonna go into the fight knowing what she's going up against. Um, I just think that experience. Roxy's gonna go in there feeling very confident. Her hands lately have been looking better than ever before, um, you know. And Roxy's not gonna be afraid to kind of go in there and mix it up. And the thing with hers, she wants to get a hold of her. Yep. So if they're trading and banging, and somehow it gets up a, a clinch up against the cage, that's exactly where Roxy wants it to that's go. Right. You know, and then if she gets it to the ground, I mean, Roxy is a beast on the ground. Her ground and pound even has came up quite yes. a bit. Like, people look at the submission, but they the, Roxy's been doing some serious damage too in the ground and pound lately. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of homered for a little bit. I've been watching her and kind of following her and filming her since, you know, she's been over in Invicta and other little things. So, I was happy when she's made the switch over to the UFC. But I literally do agree the fact that I'm not. Homing to the degree where it's just about seeing her, I believe that her skill set can get the win. Listen, I, one. I, you know, Anthony, we like, might only be the only two that picked her for uh, this one. Might be,
0: might be <laughs> a little, little local, local Las Vegas homering. but yeah. you know, listen, uh, Antonina against Jeon Kim back in uh, at the Ultimate Fighter finale. I mean, I thought Antonina was fighting a very yep. outmatched opponent there and wasn't able to put her away. Right, you know what I mean? And I think so too. I, I, you know, so had she gone in there and just Annihilated G in the first round and yeah. maybe, maybe oh god we got ourselves a killer here and I'm not saying she's not a killer right but I don't think you know she's the type of person that it's just like yeah dude you're facing Amanda Nunes like if you get right. clipped it's over you know what I, I mean? still feel I don't like think she's, that's what it's like yeah I
1: still feel like we're seeing the the early versions of how great Antonina is going to be at because I do firmly believe that she is going to be great right. at one particular point but I still feel like this is the time where I think the women in the division want to fight should be wanting to fight her because she's not. Fully fledged to where she's going to be. I like agree. if she was on a scale of one to ten, I think right now in the UFC she's probably maybe a seven. Right. And this is this is not saying that she can't fight the the top ones. I think she is still yet to grow into where she's going to be in this particular division. Um. So I think it's a great time for Rox. I think Rox is going to go in there with all the confidence to to do it, and that might be enough to kind of swing because she, she, she's going to go in there believing that she can win. Not going in there thinking like, Oh, I'm fighting this Shevchenko name where I think some fighters might go in there and think that they're fighting somebody that has Valerie right there. But I'm sorry, you know, the champ right there behind her, you know, that's not the case in this one. So, uh, it should be interesting. It should be interesting. So uh, we'll definitely be watching. Hopefully, that we one. look like the geniuses when <laughs> Roxy gets the win. We'll be like, "Oh, we totally. knew that. We knew all along. We knew all along that it was didn't going even have to anything happen. to do with a homer pick at all. No just homer. Totally, we at really all.
0: broke it down, <laughs> and we just were leaning that direction. Now, if she goes in there
1: and then gets starched, I'm like, "Ah, well, we knew it could happen. It's
0: a tough assignment, dude. It it's, is. It is. It's it's not easy. I mean, if
1: Shevchenko can keep the distance and keeps it a striking battle and, and uses." The, her legs and can keep that distance and constantly work the legs. And if Roxy's trying to just kind of muscle in there and and use the striking, because when it comes to kicking, I mean it's it's night and day. But I think Roxy's hands have improved quite a bit. But if Antonina can keep the distance, I think she could piece Roxy apart. Yep. So is it, Roxy's going to need to close the distance. She has to get a hold of her. Yep. So
0: I agree. I agree. It'd be interesting. I dig it. All right. Well, we will have uh, as full of coverage as we can on TV as is. We don't have anybody on the ground, so we won't have a ton of video stuff coming out of that. But again, not a lot of English speakers that you would have been able to hear interviews from. Anyway, yet. So, Willa. Uh, yet. Is you that your Russian? That's like, I, how do you
1: say, like, no? I but in, like, it. yet.
0: <laughs> I've honestly never heard a Russian sound like that at all.
1: Well, you know, I'm a quarter Filipino Russian. <laughs>
0: So yet? Ridiculous. <laughs> <So ridiculous>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, another interview I did this week at the Forms Institute it was Patrick Cummins. Uh, Patrick Cummins uh, has been around the game face. for a bit. <laughs> he
1: is. Was he all up continue. in your face in the interview?
0: Just Cummins in your face. <laughs> uh, We're bringing you
1: Patrick Cummins in your ear. <laughs> so
0: ridiculous. Uh no but Patrick is actually uh training out of syndicate for this fight camp. So oh, shit. uh yeah, he's he's taking advantage of the of the performance institute. He's he's working in syndicate. Um and, and I've always liked him. I thought he's a, always a good dude, but now that he's in town I figure hey, let's sit down and talk and uh yeah, man, we he he definitely talked about, you know, kinda where he is in his career. You know, he's not a he's not a young guy. Um, and he's, and he had a rough 2018 and, uh, man, he, he was very open and honest about kind of assessing, uh, where he stood and, um, I don't know. Thought it was, how's the stash? Stash is in fine form. Okay,
1: good. That's that's what people are really worry about. And the
0: about. audio, you're gonna to get to hear the audio here. If you want to see the video, uh, that'll be up on uh, MMA Junkie. And it'll be on YouTube as well. But uh, you'll the guy has such talent with the stash. Oh, even shit. as he's oh, talking, he'll he'll kind of <laughs> just massage it. I thought it, you're you were know? gonna say
1: like the, 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 the it started massaging itself. Oh no,
0: I'll it no, so- no, <laughs> just kind of be talking and kind of kind of ruffle his fingers through the mustache. Yes. It's it's strong. It's strong. Yes. All right, here he is. Patrick Cummins. Well, sir, we're not used to seeing you uh, living and training out here in Las Vegas. I know, it, well, I know. Give us the idea. What was the motivation behind <laughs> coming out here and, and, and setting up shop in Vegas?
4: It's about time I take advantage, right? I'm, no. Uh, um, like my coach, Neil Melanson, moved. He, he lived here maybe five, six years ago and kind of you know set up a, set up a network. So he's bounced around. I met him in Florida, and we we went to Colorado. We went to, we were kind of like in between for a little while and he came down to San Diego for a second and he landed here. So I was like, all right, I'll come check it out and see, what, see what's going on. And my buddy, AJ Matthews was training for a fight. So I came out and helped him out and just kind of feel it out a little bit. And now, yes, Syndicate is uh, is my home and I'll do all my all my extracurriculars to hear the PI and it's not—it's ni- nice. It's really, it's really nice, actually.
0: I was gonna say, talk about, what, as a fighter, using the USCPI. you know, I, I know that they want, I mean, they want everybody to come, but I feel like maybe there's hesitation for some people, or, I mean, what, what, were you concerned, with you
4: think? I mean, it, it's, there's no concern, really. I think it's just the fact that, like, can you afford to bring your camp here? And, you know what I mean? Like, the, the only reason I am taking advantage of it is because things just happen to fall into place here. It's like i don't have the means to pull my whole team from wherever put them up and you know have them come train here just so i can you know get some pt and and strength training you know it just doesn't make sense and eat it's like i'd rather just save the flights and you know putting guys up and just kind of do my own thing so it, but it, it's it's unfortunate that it's working out this way
0: is the free food the best part i feel like that's what everybody likes the most
4: i you know That's the way to my heart, for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, give us us the idea of how is training going so far? I mean, we're about a month out at this point. Yeah. I mean, I guess starting in a new place has always gotta be like a leap of faith to go into a training camp, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like I've been so nomadic the past year or two that it's kind of become second nature for me. It's not not that big of a deal. But it is nice to kind of roll into a place and, you know, make friends like right away and have, you know, decent guys to train with and and have everything set up and kind of cater to you is, is nice. So it was, this transition's probably been the, the smoothest of, of all of them, nice. so.
0: I know 2018 didn't go the way you wanted to, 0 oh, and 2 No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Give me an idea. Well, I mean, where's your head at after you have a stretch like that, how do you keep yourself in it? What do you have to do?
4: Well, I mean, I, just said I'm gonna take a step back I'm gonna get out of this for a second and just clear clear my head and make sure this is actually what I really want to do you know because I'm 38 years old and it's like what's the point of doing this you know if if you don't think you can get yourself to where you want to be and um, I've kind of I've kind of readjusted my my expectations as far as you know I, I've always put pressure on myself like all right, we gotta string three fights together and then I'm, we're gonna push for a title shot, you know? And it's like, that goal's lofty. And I, you know, I, that's how I've always operated my whole life, you know? And, and you know, I, I've always shot high, always. And it's, it's paid off. But I think, you know, in, in the past couple of years, it's kinda, it's kinda put an extra stress on me that I don't need. And, you know, fighting's hard enough. And, you know, when you put the pressure on yourself, like, hey, What are you doing this for what you know if you're not gonna be the number one like what's going on the 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 problem is i really enjoy doing it and and you know what i mean it's like just take it one step at a time and just you know enjoy enjoy the process i I really enjoy training and you know i'm i'm an active guy i i you know I, i really enjoy that part of it so it's like don't let it drag you drag you down and and you know build all these things in your head like oh what's what's the next step or what okay I'm going to win this and then like who cares it's like this is this is the most important thing I'm in the moment right now and I'm going to go give it my best that's all I can do and and if it happens to you know a couple string together and it works out great but at this point in my life I'm just kind of like man it's it's a fight by fight basis and if uh, if it happens it happens you know I've, I I've, I've kind of come to grips with that it's it's sad in a way but I think it's it's also realistic and I think it's it's helping ease my mind do you
0: knowing that do you have any I don't want to say like regrets but I mean your path, as you said,
4: like- It was I mean, so dumb. <laughs> it, was, right? it was so dumb. I mean, yeah. having
0: your grads, I mean, you've literally, I mean, obviously the way you got in was insane.
4: Yeah. But then
0: it wasn't like you took a huge step back for a long time. I mean, you were fighting monsters the whole
4: time. I know, I know. Well, my my, my mindset was always like, all right, you had your first pro fight when you are 30, which is so different from everybody else. And, you know, it's like, either we're gonna do this right now or it's not gonna happen and so I I was always like let's let's find the best guy and beat that best guy and just you know let's fast track it and you know in hindsight that was freaking stupid (laughs) Like, what are you doing man you know and I I see guys you know younger guys I see now kind of picking their path and and doing it the smart way and i look at them and i'm just like man you guys are so much smarter than me like what is wrong why why did i do this to myself but i mean at the same time you can you can take that the you know the you can take the easy way too long and it, it'll it'll affect you you know you need to be tested but yeah i, I kind of i wish i would have just slowed it slowed it down a little bit there wasn't I didn't need to have that crazy rush because it's been five years now and it's kind of, it's dragged me, you know, it's dragged me out. I've been fighting top 10 guys for the past four years now and it's like, Ugh. so it's good to take a little step back and just kind of readjust and ju- just focus on one thing and not where's this fight going to take me? What? You know, because that's always that's always been me. So I'm just going to I'm just going to relax and have fun. Nice. Talk, yeah.
0: Talking about this matchup, man, when they put it together, I, at first I thought they're putting you with the old guy, then I realized you guys are the same. I know. age <laughs> I know. You're like 1 month younger. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. What do you think about the fight itself?
4: I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the difference between us is he's he has more fight miles on him. You know, I, I, we have we definitely have the same amount of miles on us. You know, I'm sure he's feeling the same aches and pains I am right now. But um no, I th- I think it's a cool matchup. You know, he's a he's a guy that's that's been around forever and he's you know he's that crafty veteran guy so it's it's going to be cool to uh to see how things match up and you know i'm I'm sure the same way he has you know we've watched each other forever and i i know him personally just you know just here and there just chatting up just like every other person i fight now you know It's (laughs) it's such a small pool but um you know he's a nice dude and i it's gonna be fun to put that aside scrap it out and then you know go have a beer afterwards nice
0: <laughs> knowing where you stand I mean does the fight have any significance to you i mean it sounds like you step back you evaluate it you find out you still love it but as you said it's fight by fight so does this right. have like some kind of significance over where your career goes or
4: well I mean it, it you know I, I think my last couple fights are just kind of they, they really fell short for me you know i, I I mean, obviously you lose, it sucks, but just kind of my, my mindset going into it and just feeling the way that I felt, you know, I felt really good and I was just so disappointed when things just didn't work, you know, and it's like, what, what am I doing wrong here? So um, you know, I, I, I just want to, I want to get rid of that feeling honestly. And if I don't, you know, it's the fight game, anything happen. But if if it doesn't, then I'll know for sure that like okay, like cool. It's this this maybe this maybe my you know the ship has sailed or what you know whatever. It's like I just want I just want some answers, and I think this is the you know trial by fire is the best way to do it. So does it see what happens. Does it to the result? I mean, does the answer? No, like, no, not at all. Like not at all. Lose and say, but but I fought well. Yeah, felt good. yeah. I mean, I'm just like everybody. I think everybody's chasing that performance you know that they that they know that they're capable of and it's like man I just I want the opportunity to do that and that's that's kind of what's keeping me in it because you know I've adjusted my goals a little bit and now it's like "Mm, I just want to do the best I can possibly do one time and just you just feel it just like you know what I mean just be like oh yeah that was it so I, I mean the chances of that happening I know are slim but you know, I could I could get 50% of that, or you know, 75% of it, whatever it is, and it'll be better than what I've what I've done previously. So it'll feel good. So and, and if not, it's kind of you know, I'll be like, well, shit, that sucked, and you know, and now we, you know, it, it, time to reevaluate, but i'm not yeah i'm not putting anything on it it's not like hey this is i'm gonna give it one more shot so you know it's not like that but it i think for for a minute i kind of thought that way and then i was like wait a minute i like this too much you know there's it it just doesn't it wouldn't make sense to do it that way because it's what i'm what i'm trying to do is take pressure off and you, you Unknowingly put a ton of pressure on yourself when you say this is my last one. We're gonna go. We're gonna go for it It's like me eh, screw that let's just keep going
0: <laughs> If somehow you could know where you stand out back when you answered the phone at the coffee shop I mean if you knew where the journey would take you the ups and downs everything you'd go I mean would you would you answer the same and say "Hell yeah, <laughs> get, get to
4: DC, or? That's a really that's a very good question. I mean yes, because I'm, you know, I'm all about the adventure and the, the road, traveling the road. So a lot of, a lot of things that have happened to me, you know, from these experiences and I, you know, I wouldn't change it. You know, it's same, same when, when bad things happen, you know, it's like, I look back at my life and man, I screwed up a couple times really badly and my life wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have changed courses that way. And I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give that. You know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change that either. So, good or bad, this is the path.
0: Welcome back to the MMA Roadshow. That was Patrick Cummins. In your face. <laughs> I was did did for it. you? I did was you get a wet for nap for your ear? Oh, you're terrible. Did you get a wet nap you're for so your terrible. ear? You're so terrible. Just better clean that up. Hard hitting MMA discussion. Just clean uh clean Just clean it up. <laughs> Look, Patrick is, uh, you know, I, I appreciate his respectability, man. Is it, uh, his honesty, man. He, he, he admits. You know, it sounds like the end is coming near, but you know, I don't think he's, I don't think he's done just yet, man. I, I feel like he's, uh, you know, he's got. I don't want to say necessarily another run in him, but he's got a couple of good fights left in him. So, uh, man, he really has just had a, a crazy, a crazy ride in the UFC. And uh, man, I was actually. Surprised to see that him and Ed Herman are only one month apart in age. That seems really? so bizarre to me, man. I I I didn't think that was going to be it. So, uh, all right, listen. Uh, in addition to uh, the UFC on Saturday, this is kind of a slow weekend for MMA. But uh, Sunday morning, just mentioned now, there is uh, Risen. If you want to if you want to check that out, man, it's uh it's actually a pretty decent little card, man. Um, King Mo Wall is fighting for the inaugural light heavyweight title. There, he's fighting Zuri uh, Przaska who a lot of people thought should have. Uh, signed with UFC when they went to the Czech Republic. So he's on there. Uh, Tension is on there. Tension, that's a guy, was, uh, but in a kickboxing fight this time around. He's his actual preferred sport. Uh, and then Kyoji Horiguchi versus Ben Wynn. Uh, that is a uh, phenomenal fight there as well. Uh, our, our good buddy from Australia, Damian Brown, he's back there, man. He's He's got another fight for them. So that's fantastic as well. Uh, it's, it's a pretty decent little card. So uh, it starts at, I want to say, uh, 2 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning slash Saturday night. Uh, so if, if you want to watch it, it's on Fight TV. I think it's going to be a, a decent little card. We'll have uh, full coverage of that. i should be staying up in the middle of the night and watching that and getting that covered. Then next week is nuts. I uh, should say that you are heading out to uh, San Jose, California,
1: with Mr. Magnificent One. The Magnificent
0: One, Steve Morocco. You guys will be handling Bellator 220. Meanwhile, uh, Matt Erickson is going to be down in Florida covering UFC on ESPN3 uh, with Array and Jack Hermanson. So uh, that's going to be a busy weekend because we've got dual events on the same day. Uh, crazy, though, also on the same day earlier in the day is uh, Cage Warriors and KSW. So there's strong European shows in the morning uh, before those shows at night. So, uh... It is going to be a busy ass Saturday full of MMA, but you will be bringing us coverage from San Jose, California. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, listen, uh, I want to bring one more one more interview because you know uh, Joseph and, and Pat, man, they were both very retro- reflective and retrospective and, and introspective and all those things, all those big words that I don't normally use. Uh, <laughs> so I'll I'll, I'll uh, shift gears a little bit because. The one and only Yancey Medeiros is in town as well. And if you need somebody to get you fired up, uh, Yancey Medeiros is your guy. And uh, this dude, even though he's coming off a loss and a disappointing out- outing last time out, this dude is nothing but high energy and make you feel good. So if you, if you got a little down over uh, the, the craziness that w- was earlier, see if uh, Mr. Yancey can pick you back up as he uh, brings his aloha spirit from Hawaii. Yes, yeah, so we don't get to see you here in Vegas much when it's not fight week, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. Give us an idea. What to, what, why'd, you, why'd you
5: come out here? Uh, just utilizing the Performance Institute over here. A lot of the fighters, you know, just I've been at home rehabbing. i been trying to train, get ready for a camp, and, you know, my coach is like, hey, man, why don't you go to the P.I. and go get fixed up? Because I don't complain. I just, you know, just go in there and just like old school. So I'm glad that now that we're getting older as fighters, we need to be functional. You know, I see all these OGs, Chuck Liddell, Noguera, them, and they're all, you know, just see that they've been through wars, and it's like, dang, you know, I want to be, I want to be that age and be functional and mobile. So, coming here and taking care of myself.
0: That's cool. That seems like the buzzword these days is like recovery. I mean, that's like the focus, right? It's yeah. not so much about intensity and training. I mean, you guys do that, but about recovery and resting properly.
5: Oh, I think that's the the biggest thing. Like I said, um, being functional, being flexible is part of recovery. And just people think being flexible is weak, but I understand that being flexible is the ability to flex, meaning from here to there. You know what I'm saying? You want to be strong in every aspect, so. No, I'm getting like that, I'm like trying to be like Bruce Lee, you know, and be one like that, and he was flexible, he was one with himself, and he was strong, he was functional, he was well-rounded, and that's what, you know, I'm trying to be. Very cool, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, no, you couldn't be there for your boy, Max, but uh, give me your thoughts on that one, man. Obviously, it was um, a, an epic fight. Epic there. fight,
5: I mean, well-deserved on Dustin's part. Everyone has mixed reviews, but, You know, to beat a champ, you gotta fight like a champion. and yeah, I felt like Dustin came back and came back to where he wanted to prove that he could get the belt. I feel you leave it to the judges, it's it's whoever it is, you know, you leave it to the judges, you leave it to the ref, they make you cry. I felt I could continue in many of my fights, but the refs don't see it that way, the judges don't see it that way. So for me, it's like, that's what you gotta, that's what you gotta accept when it goes to the refs and the judges. The best thing to do is prevention. How do I, you know what I mean? The best defense is prevention, don't get, don't get there again. So I think, you know, I think for Max, it was like a six week camp and I think he did great off a six week camp. You know what I mean? No excuses, I'm just saying Max having a longer camp, with different results, I think. Not saying it'll alter the, the win or the loss, but I'm saying if he had 13 weeks to train like Dustin, I think there's a, there's a lot there's a lot more variables to take play, take yeah. place. It's yeah, and then, you know, everyone's like, oh, Max can eat punches I me. Mean, yeah, I punch him, like, you know, like that's like my main sparring puncher. I make sure I don't try and hurt him, but yeah. So that, that champ can eat wax. He's not a champ for nothing, Like he's he's tough, man. And he's he's my main sparring partner. And He don't spar with the light guys. He spars it all 55s and up, so. Yeah, it's definitely a more not. it's a natural weight class for him and me and like, that's like I said, my main sparring partner, I can train with that champ every every weekend, you know.
0: That's nice. That's nice. Well that's how we saw you in January, man. I know that yeah. was a frustrating fight for you. Man. Oh, very, very. What what kind of lessons did you take out of that? I mean obviously that's a that's a tough dude, man. Yeah. And obviously he's you know, he's where he is for a oh, reason. For sure. Is it was it just a stylistic matchup or were there lessons you could take out of it? What would you take?
5: Yeah, when it comes to this this fight game, uh People get caught and game plans get established, straight up. And when I came in there, Gregor established his game plan better than I expected. I didn't expect him to be that much of a wrestler and I got, I you know, I was like, oh, I see. And I'm not going to jock him, that's his style. That's what he implemented. He did it that night. He had him saying, now that, I know what I'm, now that I know what type of style he, he brings to me, I get back to the drawing board. How do I get, oh, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, you have one more second left. I didn't feel like he lost. I'm like, I don't even feel like that either but the ref didn't feel like that. That's his eyes, he's watching out for my safety. In the end, can come back home to my family, you know, I'm safe, get back to the drawing board, don't get caught in that shit again. You know what I mean? There's, I mean, anybody that hates to lose, their is gonna hurt, it hurts. But my spirit is still lifted, man. I'm, like I said, I'm a joyful individual, and I get better and never bitter in these situations. I turn those losses into lessons, man. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, left an imprint on me and I know what to expect on those levels of real good prestige wrestling.
0: So is it just as simple as like, you gotta get in there and grind wrestling
4: more than,
5: than Well, I like mean, to? that being said, it's just, I, I feel like I underestimated his wrestling. And look, it just, it was that, you know, I, underestimated, I thought I could scramble more and get off and he maintained me better than I expected. And it's hard to get those type of looks repetitively, especially in Hawaii. No, I know though, you know what I'm saying? I get back in this, I get a, a, a longer camp, I got better preparation. More preparation, better fight. That's all, that's all my next one is, just good preparation for my next fight. Nice.
0: What about 155 pounds? Is that the future, or? Ah,
5: oh, still there, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm like 170, 175. There's no reason for me not to. That's a natural weight cut, man. Like I said, I eat plants, bro, so I'm back to eating plants. I'm on that gorilla status. Oh,
0: <laughs> are like, okay, I mean, you saying you're
5: basically doing vegan, right? Yeah, I say plant-based because vegan, they're like, oh, you're against eating meat, and I'm like, nah, I ain't against it. I know culture, I know conditions. I eat plants. I stay in my lane. I don't challenge people's values. It's my value. It's my truth. I just stay in my lane, man.
0: Is it a moral so. thing, or is it more just? Is it just a health thing?
5: Oh, uh, at first it was a health thing, and then now it's um, it was morally healthy because now I understand. I got more educated in being plant-based and no it's not just nutrition it's my way of life and it's made me healthier in a lot of aspects spiritually eating plants bro has made me less judgmental and more observant in life in every in every aspect you know i don't judge man i just observe oh i like that nope i don't like that i continue on my way so i feel like it's been healthier for me it's it's made me a healthier human being in every aspect mentally spiritually I was always happy before. Now I'm joyful, bro.
0: <laughs> so here is, now that you're here, I man. because obviously you're here doing some rehab stuff, they talk to you guys about nutrition and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to them about your diet and you oh, know, what you follow and what's, what, how, what do they think?
5: Oh man, they, the thing is with this, um, the Performance Institute, they don't go with what, they don't go against you. They go with what you feel good with there. They put in more data. I'm all about collecting data. So if I can get on that scientific level with some of my bro science, yeah, I mean, make it better. And then we just collaborate like that. I mean, um, before I was, I never used to like being wrong. Now I like being wrong because that gives me room to to learn, right? If I'm wrong, then that means I can be corrected. That means I can get smarter. People don't like to be wrong and they they get challenged. I'm like, okay. You tell a scientist he's wrong, he's like, (gasps) oh. He gets all like oh why am i wrong and gets into it i'm more like that like okay if i'm wrong then i got room to learn that's interesting so
0: if people if people like that they're inspired by what you're saying i mean are you following a specific program is there something people could do or are you just kind of making it up as you go along and, and Um, and how you you know follow your diet
5: i mean for the most part i'm pretty logic driven you know what i mean we're herbivores we just so sophisticated and we adapt so much that we learn to eat meat in our, in our cultures, in our environment, in our atmosphere. You don't expect Eskimos to be growing greens up in Alaska, right? No, we learn to survive. We're going to go and use, eat meat and use that for energy. I get that. It's culture. It's environment. I'm not against that. I understand. But for me, it's like, bro, I'll go down a fucking rabbit hole about being herbivores and all that. But I just know. Since I've made this move, it's been more health. I've been a better human being. I've been a healthy human being. Not just me, my family. Like, my dad lost 70 pounds. My coach lost 80 pounds. My mom lost 30 pounds. My daughter's lost 15 pounds. And this is just all off of being plant based. That's crazy. It's no rocket science, but We just eat plants. But, like, I said, say, what do you eat
0: on a typical
5: day? Um, uh, it's like we evolve backwards. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, when you was caveman, right? Like you'd go back to the cave and then you have your your girl, right? And you're like, oh, we need food. So you go out and you go hunt. Back there, we don't don't understand nutrition. We just understand surviving, food. What are we doing over there? What's the girl doing? She's over there taking care of everything in there. You're going out hunting and you're fasting, right? You're not over there. You got all this breakfast, lunch, dinner. What was breakfast, lunch, and dinner 1,000 years ago? We never had that, that's a condition. So we learned all of that. We learned how to eat meat. We learned all of this. Now I just, I eat more plants and I feel more connected with myself. Like, bro, I could like, I'm so flexible now. I could like touch, I could put my head between my legs, throw my head, up, my legs over my, it's just crazy. I evolved backwards. Like I'm just wake up, no inflammation. I'm not even drinking coffee <laughs> and I'm all about coffee. You know what i think? So I just saying it's better. It's been a healthier, it's been a healthier thing for me. Nick and Nate got me into that. I'll always pay homage to them. They got me into that six, seven, eight years ago before even fighting got into nutrition. They were on that from the get go about eating plans, Jake Shields, all those guys introduced me to that. And then last year I just made the change completely. They're just not not eat any animal protein. Crazy. Let's yeah. go cool, man. Yeah. Let's talk about
0: the fighting career, man. Cool, yeah. Once you get yourself all back in shape and feeling good, what's what's the idea? I mean, are, are, are you looking to fight again soon? Or are you taking your time? What's the thought?
5: Yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, I just want to get better. Ever since I got home, I've just been trying to correct myself, get stronger and all the things I need to work on. I mean, that's like, whether I won or lost that fight, the outcome still would have had to be been the same. I still would have to get back to the drawing board and get better, get ready for my next fight, and that's what I want to do. Unfortunately, I couldn't get on Max's card. I mean, it's always good to get all these local, the locals on. It feels like we're all family, you know? We just keep that ohana, the family on. We just go through, but, I mean, whenever. I'm just ready for that summer, it'd be nice. Vegas, keep it here, it'd be cool, you know? I could, I could commute back and forth to Hawaii. It's super easy coming from Hawaii to Vegas. So, I mean, you know what? Sean Shelby, you know your boy's ready. Give me somebody good for a fight night. I'm ready for a performance.
0: You, you you're hoping it's somebody that'll stand and trade with you. I mean, do you get frustrated when you face a wrestler? That, that,
5: no, that's fine no. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get frustrated. That's the name of the game, you know. Unfortunately, some guys like for me, I'm a fighter. I know that I want to entertain. This is a this is a business of entertainment. All the people around in the crowd is watching me. Want to be entertaining. That being said, though, some guys ain't in there. They're in there to win win a second, win a round, win a takedown and hold them. And they're totally happy with that. And fighters like us get butt hurt about that shit. You know, they're like, damn, like, but obviously there's no problem with the, com- the company's gonna do that. So why am I gonna get emotionally affected by that? No, I'm gonna get back in the fucking gym and I'm gonna get better. Cause I don't want that kind of shit to be happening. I don't wanna get held down and I wanna be contained. I wanna get better, not bitter. Yeah, that's all I make room for. <laughs>
0: All right, I told you. You answer me, So He'll finish things upbeat, man. And uh, he's actually—I gotta go back to the performance tomorrow morning because he said, "John, he's he, gonna bring you something." Yeah, he's like, I, <laughs> "I brought some candy for you. I brought some chocolate-covered macadamia nuts, and I forgot to bring him by today." He's like, "Please come back here tomorrow. You can Save some, of and I'll one have one a few. box." Well,
1: I know I probably shouldn't. I'm trying to cut back on my sugar. Never mind. God mm, darn it. They're so good. Those are good, and he loves those things. He should be sponsored by them. He literally brings those all over the all place. Everyone like. I hope they're giving him something for that, or just it saying, like, be. here, young man, spread the word. We will send you boxes. Yeah, at least
0: give him the candy for free. Boxes of candy. So They true. don't look
1: cheap. No. They look. They look like, the, I don't know what that box would cost, but a, it's a nice box. Next I know, and he always brings them. He's got to pack always. them in his bag
0: and stuff. Yeah. I mean, just, it's a good dude, man. Good dude. How do, how do you not like Yancey? I like him. You have to. Uh, by the way, a uh, bunch of interviews will be coming to MMA Junkie uh, and... Uh, the, the YouTube page and the website as well. Um, so if you if you like some of those interviews, I also spoke to uh, Manny Bermudez, Tim Means, kind of with Mike Jackson today, uh, Brad Tavares as well, Tim Elliott. Uh, so a bunch of a bunch of fun interviews uh, that you can look out for uh, over the next couple of days. So uh, listen, uh, hockey's on. VGK, they're losing right now, but you know they're trying to advance in the playoffs. Got to support our local team. And uh, I actually need to go home because I have to cover the. Weigh-ins from Russia that are happening Ooh. in the middle of the night here. So What time is it going to be on? Uh, 11 p.m. Pacific, so not too bad. From 11 p.m. Oh, to 1 a.m. So it's not that bad. I'm, well, I'm, I was going to say I might turn them on. <laughs> I might. No, you won't. I know I probably won't. No, you won't. I don't blame you. I won't blame anybody else for not watching either, but hopefully they'll watch the fights while I full you coverage. You know what? I did watch this because
1: we can continue our nerd talk. I finally, last night, me and Agent H watched uh, the Game of Thrones season eight uh, episode one i've
0: i've seen one episode and that was with you and I yeah that was
1: like season that was one of the early yeah, early
0: seasons i i i I, sh- I would probably like it to be honest with you i think you
1: would but you have a lot to catch up yeah on. i think
0: at this point i just have to start over right? oh you would definitely have to start
1: over like to jump in now you'd be like what the fuck is going on right. like who are these people and why are they right. upset or you know something but uh yeah it's it was interesting it was interesting. It didn't get to everything that I thought. I thought there'd be more drama in right. the first one, but because there's not that much, but it's it's building. It's, shit's about to go down. So the Iron Throne, right? Yes. There and it, yeah.
0: See, we can't even talk about worst. it because you haven't it's seen the it. Worst episode of the Roadshow ever. <laughs> <laughs> there's no question about it. Let's
1: go back time. to the like the talking about the uh, time
0: warping clones. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> 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 Let's not. If you made it this far, you're special.